Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade the Podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Klimsimech. On each episode, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come share with you their life and career journeys, from entrepreneurs to nine to fivers and everyone in between. Our guests go through all of the highs and all the lows of this life journey that have brought them to being who they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. So on today's show, I'm so excited for today's episode because, and I feel like, yeah, she's going to nail me for this one forever because it's been so long trying to get this to happen and I'll take all the blame for it. <laughs> I've been <laughs> delaying reaching out to Mapalo. I don't know why. Um, but yes, we have Mapalo Maku on the show. Mapalo is a published author of the book, You're Not Broke, You're Pre-Rich, which I love, by the way, if you guys don't have it. You should definitely get it. You can order it on Uber Eats now, even I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's the founder of the award-winning personal finance company, Women in Finance. She has a BCom finance degree and postgraduate diploma in financial planning and has over six years experience in the financial services industry. Welcome to the show, Mapala. Thank you, Pilo. Yes, I will never, never <laughs> forget. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much for having me. I think it's this podcast, uh, doing this podcast with you, it's like almost a year and a half or something like Literally, that. Literally, I think but so, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Um, you phone me, I, I, I don't answer. I phone you, you don't answer. I don't it's answer, I don't reply. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm just yeah. glad that we're finally here now. So finally here, we're, we're finally, finally here today. Here. Okay, so on the podcast, we like to start all the way from the beginning. All the way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Take us back, take us back to... Younger Mapalo, growing up, what was it like being you back then, um, growing up and like going to school as a child? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a household with uh, my mom and my dad and with three other siblings, but also grew up with my cousin. And I have two amazing sisters and a brother and obviously my cousin. I mean, it was a normal, it was a normal childhood, um, very full of love. My dad my biggest cheerleader. Oh, um, I saw your dad at your book launch. It was yes, so cute. Yes, your family yes, was there. Oh, that was so yes. cute. <laughs> and remember when I gave a talk at the JSE, he was there as well. Was so, he there? Oh, wow. Yes. I know your sister was there. I think your sister was there as well. Both my sisters were there. So oh, wow. um, my family really for me are my biggest, biggest cheerleaders under the sun. I don't care whether it rains, it snows, I don't care what happens. They are there. Uh, mm. Specifically, my parents and my siblings. I mean, man, yeah, I can go on and on about them. But yeah, man, I had a, I had a good childhood. I had a really amazing freaking childhood. Um, and even today with my siblings, we, even when I started my business, they chipped in. My parents, mm. shame, you know, they're in retirement. Um, we do need to help them from time to time. But my dad said, okay, whatever you need, if you need me to help you write some stuff, <laughs> yeah. let me know. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's an academic, so he writes very well. And he, will, he will go through your stuff and be like, no, but this is not right. You're not saying it right. You know, <laughs> what, what kind of English is this? So for me, my childhood man was just amazing um, with my parents and my siblings. Mm. And growing up, like in high school, did you know what you wanted to do when you grew up? Like, oh, how did you end up no. choosing a BCom finance degree? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, had, I had no cooking to what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and, 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 and for me in high school, I thought, I, like I was an average student, man. I was an average student. I, never, I was never like an A-plus uh, type of student. Um, and I thought, you know what, I was going to study media studies. 
but in my gap in in my in the year that I was meant to go to varsity my parents didn't have enough money to send all three kids to varsity at the same time. My brother was in varsity finishing off. My sister, I think she was doing her first or second year or something like that. So mm. they couldn't afford to take me as well to varsity. So I had to take an involuntary gap year. And mm. in that year, I, I, I was staying with my, my older sister who lives in Vanderbilt. And literally while I was there, I started reading all these books. And I'd been accepted. Remember, I'd been accepted to go to Rhodes to study media studies. And in that year, I started reading books that I had never, ever, ever touched in my life, okay? My type of books were novels, you know, just escapism. Yeah. And for the first <laughs> time, <laughs> for the first time, I started reading about, um, and it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, but my first personal finance book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ah. And this was in 2006 already, yeah? And mm. I was like, what the hell is this? What kind of world is this? How come I've never known about mm. this? And right then and there, after I finished reading that book, and I remember it took me exactly a week to finish it. After reading that book, I said, you know what? I want to become a personal finance expert. Mm. And after reading that book, obviously it led me to read other books. And I read about Susie Oman. Um, and I was like, I want to be the, the Susie Oman of Africa. Ah. Right. This was in 2006 and I, I hadn't even studied. Um, I hadn't thought that I was going to study for anything related to finance, yes. anything become or BSc, nothing, you know. Um, and I declined my acceptance later to go to Ruiz. Then I eventually I went to um, UJ. Um, remember, I told you I was an average student, average, average student. But <laughs> in my first year of varsity, I was getting straight A's. Oh, wow. Yep. And for me, the lesson that I learned uh, because of that, I realized that it's not a matter of how smart you are or book smart or not, but it's about how passionate are you? Mm. You know, if you find something mm. that actually sets your heart on fire, you will excel. Mm. And for me, I was like, man, I'm not an average student. I'm actually a pretty freaking good student, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, that's where it started. Um, the, even just the idea that I wanted to do what I'm doing now, but that was in 2006, almost more than 10 years ago now. 15 sure. years ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I love that because like, I think you do tend to doubt yourself when like, I know like there's certain degrees when I was applying for varsity. I was like, I can't do that because I don't think I'm yeah. honestly that smart for that degree specifically. And yeah. I yeah. think what you said is so important that it's not about that. It's about how what you, the work you're willing to put in, how passionate you are about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm, I no, think absolutely. a lot of young people need to learn that. No, absolutely. And I mean, you grow up with a lot of self-doubt because, mm. for example, um, my siblings are very smart. Like my siblings are like ace students. Remember, I'm the youngest at home. So I was. they kind of gave me room to play around yeah. i guess if you can call it that and it was okay <laughs> and even when i was in varsity getting straight a's i remember there's a course um uh, there's a there's a there's a subject cost accounting it kicked my ass okay <laughs> it just kicked my ass left right and center i failed it i failed it plain failed it but i remember i phoned my dad because like i said my dad my rock my person he's the first person i i, I phoned when i failed it and i was crying and the first thing he did, he didn't reprimand me. He didn't say, oh my gosh, the world is coming to an end. He said, okay. And remember, my parents are not rich parents. But even then, he was like, okay, 
uh, baby, just go to the ATM. I'll send you 300 bucks. Go to the movies. Get oh. your room. Um, you know, sleep it off. But you will overcome this. And I did. Failure, just it's, it's like one thing that happens in your entire freaking life, you know. And for me, that's another thing that I want to add, that you can be a straight A student and it happens that you don't become a straight A student yeah. or you continue be, being a straight A student and something happens and you fail, your life is not, is not ending. It's, it's just a, it's not over, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can go on about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, okay, so then you, you ended up eventually um, finishing your degree and what was yeah. it like going into the working world? Like, how did you start off in the working world? So I started off working for a small uh, family business um, and I was doing accounting for them and I did it for like six, eight months. And I was like, nah, man, nah, fam. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to pull my hair out. Um, and I was like, no, man. But my vision for my life when I started and what made me go into finance in the first place was I want to teach people about money. I want to learn how to make money myself. Mm. And I want to learn how money works so that, um, because obviously of my own experiences that I couldn't go to school and there were other experiences also growing up when you realize that actually, yay, you need money, you know? Um, and I realized that, you know what, this is not going to get me to my dream. Um, any, it's not going to get to my dream uh, anytime soon. So I quit and started a business with my sister, my older sister, and um, that lasted for about a year as well. And it was doing okay. But also it was like, you know what? It's not what you set out to do in the mm. beginning. Um, then I think it was about two, three years when everyone else was working in um, big firms, you know, the, the big names. The banks. And the the banks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know? And you're looking at your friends, looking like, oh my goodness, wow. Everyone looks like they're succeeding. And I'm here in a small town, in a Ferenigheng, you know, what am I doing with my life when it seems like all your friends are like doing big things in Johannesburg, you know? Mm. And, um, but for me, also, the thing that just I absolutely have always loved is I know God is for me and everything I do at my own pace, fully. And I think even with my parents, they always have always encouraged that. You know, they have never compared us to each other. They've always said, no, no, no. Just because this one has done this, it does not mean you need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from a very, very, very young age. So, yeah, you see your friends doing, looking like they're doing big things in Johannesburg. It does, it, it, you know, it does leave a bit of a pinch, but um, I had to constantly remind myself that God knows who I am and I know who I am and I know what I want for my life and it will come true. Like, even today, that's just what I go by. I know what I want. I know what God wants for me. And it will, not a matter of, oh, maybe it will come to, it will manifest. He has mm. said it and it will for sure. No doubt about it, right? Um, yeah, then I, I, after that, I, after having started a business with my sister, I started looking for another job. And I got it at a company in Randburg and they do pension funds and provident funds. So they do administration of pension and provident funds. And when I applied for that job, 
I was not qualified for it. Okay. <laughs> it said they wanted someone and a five years worth of experience or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I think I could be capable of doing this job because I read the description. So a lot of the times when people want to get into another career or want to change jobs, they go for the exact same thing. And I'm like, that's just madness. You, you keep on applying for the same damn thing in a different company and hoping to get different results. You are screwing yourself over, mm. okay? And what I did, I started looking at the description instead of the job title. So yeah. if I'm looking at the job description and it describes what I think I want to do on a daily basis, then maybe this is the type of job that I want to do. And that's how I applied. And I saw the five years experience and blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I applied based on the description. And I thought, you know what? This describes me. Because it meant that I wasn't in the office. It meant that I was client-facing. It meant that I could use my mind. It meant that I could make my own decisions about the different clients that we had. Mm -hmm. And I applied. I remember. And funny story, I actually have never told this to anyone someone I was dating at that time drove me to that place and his car broke down. Okay. Yeah. His car broke down. And I remember it was like up the hill, up the hill. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I took off my shoes and ran. Ah. Okay. I think it was about <laughs> two kilometers or something like that. I ran to my interview. When I got to the interview, I was literally sweating. I'm thinking Thankfully, of that like you were running. <laughs> I was running, running. And at that time, I, when, I got to the, when I got to the offices, to the, um, to the reception, and shame, this lady, uh, we even became friends even after she was an older woman. I normally make very good friends with older, older, uh, older ladies. Mm -hmm. And um, she gave me tissues. like, okay, um, I've just pinged her, but I'm not picking up the phone so that you can cool down, you know? So okay. she was kind enough to realize that, okay, you know what? Some, something happened and yeah. Yes, yes. And um, thankfully she took a little bit longer, I think about 10 minutes. By the time she came down, you know, I looked like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the interview. And after I had done the interview, I knew I had gotten the job. Like as soon as I left, I knew that the job was mine. And you know, for me, I'm a very intuitive person. Um, I feel a lot. I sense a lot. Um, I know it sounds weird, especially like in today's world where, you know, things just, but I feel a lot and I sense a lot. Um, and I went home. Right. But even when I got out, I phoned my dad. And like I said, it's the first person I normally call even before my mom. I said, you know what? I know that I got the job. Yay. Three weeks later, nothing. Yo. Three weeks later, nothing. And I had two job interviews at the same time. I went to that one. I knew I had gotten it. And I ended up not going to this one. So that's how... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I got it. I'm not going. And I remember... I don't even tell... I didn't even tell a lot of people at that time. I didn't actually... I didn't tell anyone about the fact that I hadn't gone for the other interview. Because I knew for sure what um, people would say. They would say, no, man. Um you know, you need to spread your risk and make sure. I said, you know what? I know I got that job. Um, I'm going home. <laughs> and I sent them an email. I said, um, thank you for the opportunity, but I will not be coming for an interview, right? Three weeks later, nothing. Nothing. I'm waiting. I'm here. And people are asking me, so what about the other one? And I'm, I'm a very blunt person. I was like, well, I didn't go because I thought I got this one. But, you know, don't judge me. Leave your comments to yourself immediately. Yeah. 
And um, so three weeks later, and I remember it was on my birthday. The year was 2013. I think it was 2013. Um, on my birthday, I think my birthday was on a Monday. That's when I got the call. They said, hey, uh, we're so sorry we've kept you waiting. You know, we had to deal with this and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you, you got the job. I was oh, like, damn Skippy, I know I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> they finally caught up with you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, then, then that, that's when I, I started learning about, you know, um, the different types of investments, mm. um, the risk side. I really got to get hands on about, you know, personal finance, about tax, you know, um, just, I got to live it, not just talk about it. I really got to live. It was about five, four years that I worked there mm-hmm. and it was really four to five, almost five years of really just learning as much about the industry as much as possible, like the ins and outs of it. And what does it mean when a client comes to you and says they have this and you know, the tax implications, the different types of investments, actually, is this a, a good investment for you or not? Mm, you know? mm. um, but even more so, I think I've got to learn um, what they don't want to teach you because obviously in that type of industry, they will always focus on what you, they want you to learn about their um, products, about their offering. Um, but you also have to learn about actually maybe what you're saying to clients is actually not the best thing, you know? So I really got to your, I think for me, those, that was, um, those, those couple of years, those four and a half years, almost five years were really, really important for me. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Mm. even the, the CEO, the, one of the directors of the company is, is my mentor, even to Day, even though he did fire me that's another story <laughs> if you want me to tell it <laughs> actually yeah please do please go just a little bit i'm curious now i, I think we need to know this you can't tease yeah. us and not tell us <laughs> so um so um after 2016 i just started getting bored so that's another character of mine like i just kind of get bored i'm like oh okay oh, my <laughs> uh what are we doing here and I remember my dad could see that I'm getting a bit irritable. I don't want to go to, I'm not as enthusiastic anymore. And he's like, okay, so what do you think should be next? I was like, um, okay, I started this blog, Woman in Finance, and it started picking up. And this is 2016, right? It started picking up. People, you know, people were starting to pay me to write. Um, and they were restructuring the company at that time. And when they did, uh, I remember being called into a meeting. I thought, oh, I'm about to be made, you know, some, some part of the company here, you know. <laughs> Your girl is smart. And in the meeting, I remember one of the guys saying, oh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Then I knew that shit was just, you know, going down south, right? Mm. And I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. And they said, okay, um, we know that, you know, been running this on thing on the side, uh, we feel like it's conflict of interest. And I was like, it's conflict of interest, how? Because I don't advise people on their pension or provident funds. You know, that's, that's yeah, it's purely education. But I mean, I was already a bit edgy. I was not very enthusiastic. So I knew that my exit was near, you know? Mm. And by the end of the meeting, it was the option either to sell women and finance to them They'd given me like a, a specific number, which this year I've made in three months, in two mm-hmm. months, actually, in two months. Uh, or 
you know, they didn't say those words, but they were like, okay, or out. And I was like, okay, I'll take the out. And I left. Sure. But that must yeah. have been a hard and decision. How did you make that decision? Because, no, I mean, it wasn't, decision. was it making as much money then? It probably wasn't, right? No, it wasn't. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so, like, yeah, how did you make that decision? Yo. So, so, for me, um, I remember uh, even in my career, there's like been many other stuff that have happened and I've changed, um, you know, positions and I've even gone to a lower position than, I, you know, getting less money than I was in my, in my previous position. But my dad, I remember what he said once to me, he said, you will never go without a roof over your head and you'll never be hungry. Those are the two things I need in my life. I'm like, I just, I need somewhere to sleep <laughs> and I, not, I need not be hungry. Mm. Then the rest, I know I'm actually fine. And I think a lot of the times when you're young, you want to look like your friends. You want to look like, oh no, you've made it. But truly speaking, success takes time. And for me, I've always understood that lasting true success does take time. It, sometimes it needs a couple of years of hard work, of grinding, getting your nails in there, um, not looking as good as everyone, looking like you're popping like everybody. But you know, and I've always said this, I know for sure, give me an extra five years, I know for sure that my dreams will fully come true. Fully. Like, that one, I get the argument. But I know the amount of work that I'm doing now will pay off. Yeah. It's impossible that you work and God does not work. It's impossible. It does mm-hmm. not work like that, okay? So when I, when they gave me, basically, I was kind of thinking, you already? So the plan was to leave the following year, like about six, seven months later. And I thought, okay, now I'm going to start saving for that. Mm-hmm. And that decision was brought back by way, yeah. way like <laughs> literally... By August, September, I was out of there. And I had been planning that, okay, the following year, June, I'll be out, you know. Um, So I was like, well, I'm jobless. I'm earning like 10K now per month from my writings. And I mean, it wasn't even consistent, you know, Mm -hmm. but thankfully my husband was there and he helped out a lot and he understood he wasn't like, oh no, you know, you're losing an income. What are we going to do now? He really stepped in and made sure that, we were fine. Um, I'm forever grateful for that. But even then, even, be, even without him, I knew that I was going to be fine. I know it might sound strange, but I knew for sure that I was going to be fine. Struggling, hell yeah, but okay, I would pull through. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid of being uncomfortable for a little bit. You know, like it doesn't phase me when I'm uncomfortable. It's like, okay, well, um, keep it yeah. moving, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah man yeah oh wow okay (laughs) so because i was gonna ask you about when and how women in finance came about but i think yeah you basically you've you've shed light on that already yeah that's that's, yeah that's that's crazy actually Um, (laughs) i don't know if i could be as brave and as bold as you are but (laughs) it actually gives me a lot of courage and hope I think I'm just naive. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a little bit stubborn and mostly naive, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Let, let's 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 test. I know it's it's a bad thing to say test God, but yeah, let's test God. Let's I mean, see. He, yeah. he says this yeah, Let's see. And I mean, he pulls through <laughs> all the time. He's never let me down. This guy. Mm. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about like how it's been since that time when you ventured into women in finance fully to now? Like how has that um, growth? business 
completely heart wrenching i mean when i began i didn't know whether how the hell i was going to make money i just mm. knew that okay let me i mean i and, and okay and and i need to make you aware of something in when i finished varsity i completely went off social media okay when i started working i was not on social media i wasn't i wasn't in, even on whatsapp okay mm. because i be i'm a true believer that live a life of your own live a life of solitude live a life that you focus on yourself and what like just let it be about you um and for me i knew that social media yes i know it can be used for good blah 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 and i'm using it now for sure because of yeah. my business but it does have certain impacts on people and for me also growing up with my siblings who are not even on social media who are multimillionaires I realized that actually there are more people making it like really making it who are not even on social media you know but mm. obviously my path is different I was not on social media right and I then okay in 2016 I was like okay I have to get I have to jump on this thing if you know I want to do this seriously uh so that's how I started I was like okay let me start blogging um then it continued then it was speaking gigs here and there it was writing I think the first magazine that I actually wrote for I remember my first copy of a magazine that I paid for for myself was Destiny magazine in 2007 and Connie Ferguson was on the cover Oh my god right yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I remember when I got an email from them I was like oh, they want me to work for them yeah. And I think it was like 3000 when what they paid me you know so it, it it's not it's not a lot of money but it 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 compounds um because you have this magazine saying you must write for them this newspaper you know it's a couple of things and then the speaking then yeah. but it's not an it's not an easy road man it's it's mm. it's a far fetch from easy um but i think for me what helps me is that i live simply i really live simply i remember um someone a couple of years ago said oh wait we're not simple you know meaning it in a in a bad way yeah. and i was like actually i'm yeah i'm pretty simple <laughs> you know I, i'm actually yeah i'm i'm happy person i'm a very simple person um i love being in my own space i love so i think also that actually helps you if you want to be an entrepreneur or a freelancer or whatever you want to call yourself you know it actually helps just knowing yourself and being happy with who you are and knowing what pressure you can take and what you want to take i think that's also very very important but easy i don't think so i do not think so mm. Mm. but i mean here you are now right look at me now <laughs> look at you now you're like a published <laughs> author now. maybe let's talk a bit about published your book author. how um, <laughs> yeah, i mean you spoke yeah. about it when um because i attended your book launch right and i like the story that you told like that you were like what yeah. me a book <laughs> yeah so you told, how did you end up writing a book so one of the things um like in 2006 2007 i was like you know i'm going to write a book one day yeah you know like i just put it out into the universe i put it out to god i was like i am going to write a book on what i have no idea then obviously women in finance started blogging started writing and i remember actually i was you know one of the 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 ladies i normally uh, spoke to quite a lot when it comes to uh, you know um strategy on how to call women in finance was kopan kopan shimange right ah yes and and she would always say like mapal your only problem 
and you know she used to tell me like i'm very stubborn she would be like the only problem is that you don't want to put yourself out there. I'm like, I am putting myself out there. I just want my work to be out there. I don't want to be out there. I don't need to be out there. She's like, that's not how it works on the socials. You need to be a little, you know, people need to see the person behind, you know. And even today, I'm still a bit hesitant about it because I'm like, let people read about money men, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but anyway, I, I've, I've been trying to, you know, do a little bit more of okay, me, but. I, from my point of view it's not really necessary but i know that uh, to grow it it is a little bit um so anyway in yeah i knew that i wanted to write a book at some point and i started blogging and started doing a lot of articles i i'm I'm writing for city press on a weekly basis i write actually i write for quite a lot of bands and people don't even know it you know i love the stuff that doesn't get out to social media so i do a lot of work with banks i do with their podcasts, their in-house podcasts i do their newsletters actually that type of stuff keeps me more busy than the stuff that you see oh no you're speaking yeah yeah you know (laughs) Those are actually the money makers, the stuff behind, you know. Um, so it was in 2018, late 2018, October. I received an email. I remember I had taken uh, my car for a service and I'm sitting there waiting for them to get done with it. And I see this email. I'm like, okay, these people, hmm, they what? It's Penguin. Okay, maybe they want me to do like some sort of an ebook for them. I'm like, but you know me, I always say yes. Like, if you come today and you're like, let's do that, I'm like, yes, yes. How the hell am I gonna figure it out? I have no idea. No, look, look, because you know what? For me, I'm always like, you know what? I'm capable. I am capable. Even when I'm jittery, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm like, you know what? I will figure it out. Yeah. So um, I remember I sent back an email. I'm like, oh no, thank you so much. Um, and I, I, I responded to them and they were like, okay, can we set up a meeting with you? Go to the meeting and I'm sitting with this guy. I'm like, so you actually want me to write a book book? <laughs> <laughs> like a like, full like, physical book, book, actual book. <laughs> a book, a little lab or shelf phone. He's like, yeah, isn't that what our email said? I'm like, uh, okay, I didn't <laughs> think that's what you were saying. <laughs> and yeah, then they began a road uh, to write 60,000 words worth of a book. And I remember it was so cooling. Oh my gosh. And I remember the day I finished writing the book, I had to go for physio because I had been sitting Mm. in my office on the same spot, like almost every single night, literally almost every single night I would in the AMs and I work best in the AMs also. Again, I'm going to make a reference to social media and this thing. Oh no, have a routine of wake up in the morning. Know yourself. I know I'm not a morning person who wakes up and in the morning I'm a bit distracted, you know. I'm Mm. I'm trying to make sure that things are settled. Like at night when still, when you can hear a penny drop, look, we can take over the world during those hours. Yeah. Um, I can relate to that. Mm. Yeah. And I started writing, I started writing and I finished it. And I remember... Um, yeah, I got a message from, from the, from the, what do you call it? What, um, the director or CEO of, of, of Penguin Books in a message and I've kept it and I've put it in like, um, my memorabilia, memorabilia. What? (laughs) Yeah, I get a memorabilia. memorabilia. Yeah. Yes, there we go. (laughs) That one. (laughs) And I was like, she's man, my very first book. And 
I've just been getting so such positive feedback about how simple it is. And exactly to my point, like I'm a simple person and make things simple, simplify your life. Don't complicate your life with things that are not necessary. You know, I really, for me, that's just my motto in life. Mm. In relationships, make shit simple. In in anything, just the way you approach life, even in writing books, Mm -hmm. it filters through. Make life simple. Don't complicate shit. Don't, I mean, and, and, and the funny thing is when you do that, a lot of people don't understand like, oh no, she can't be that simple. You know, there must be some, I'm like, no. That's really no. That what it is. Simplicity. Keep your, sim- keep your shit simple and it, it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Mm. Yeah. So I wrote a whole book. <laughs> I mean, I really, I, I read your book and I really enjoyed it. And I think that's a perfect way to describe it. It's simple. It's relatable. It's like, I can see myself in the book. Yeah, I can see my sister yeah, in the book. I can see, yeah. my, like, mm. I can see my friends. It's 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 like stories about people that I grew up with, even though it's yes. not, you know. Yes. <laughs> it, it gives me so much context for my own life. Funny enough, even though yeah. it's not even about yeah. me, but I think exactly. it's so simple and so relatable. Um, and when I below like, what what sorry is what what someone said, and I think for me, I, I love all the feedback that I get. I think it's been amazing. Uh, but one of the ones that really stand out for me is this one tribe member. You know, I call my people my tribe members because they're not your followers. They're actually your tribe. Um, she said, I studied theology, Mapalo. I am a theolo- theologian. Oh, Lord. <laughs> theologist. As a theologist. <laughs> I'm a theologist. I studied, I'm studying theology. And I just never thought to pick up a personal finance book or anything that of anything that concerns numbers in mm. But for the first time, I actually got excited about reading this book. I actually got thought, wow, not just thank you for now as well. It's not just for other people that, you know, are seemingly doing other degrees or, yeah. um, you know, different careers. But even me as, as a theologist, um, I found that it just opened my eyes so much. And for me, that's one thing that, oh, it just has stayed with me in here, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. it's been just so profound yeah yeah i mean this is my it was my first time reading a personal finance book too like money is like a Ooh, weird topic nice. for me <laughs> i'm that person yeah. so yeah i think yeah. you're right it's for everyone you know you, it, you mm-hmm. don't you don't need because yeah money is an intimidating subject for a lot of people yeah yeah like the thought like deep true. diving into it just the terminology alone can get so mm-hmm. intimidating mm-hmm. never mind the concepts and then trying to apply them so I think, yeah, no, I, you know what? Person, I, I'm not even gonna go too much into it, guys. You need to buy it. Um, everyone at exclusive books. Order at it. Come, yeah, it will come to your door now. <laughs> Male, female, doesn't matter. I feel like it doesn't even matter what stage you're at. It's it's so relevant. It is so relevant. Okay, so tell tell me what's what's next for you. I don't know. <laughs> something anything i i don't know i don't know i just take it as it comes take and it as it comes. yeah but um i've just been working a whole lot in the background with a whole lot of companies doing webinars for them doing workshops for them um yeah right now like you know what i'm all oh oh so I'm, I, for me i always want to make sure that i'm continuously improve myself and I continuously learn. So I'm, I'm doing a postgrad, another postgrad in financial mm. markets at the moment. Um, but on top of that, I, I've been playing around with an idea. I've been playing around with an idea of my own. 
Um, so I think maybe this time next year it will be out. Mm, there you go, us <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this time next year it will be. Uh, it will definitely be okay. Um, okay. Something that I think is just more personal, more simple of like you know how I like to approach things. Okay. Um, more. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing around with it and I've, you know, I've, I've been throwing the idea around with my husband and we've been looking at some stuff, but obviously it will be around personal finance, but I think just even more broken down, you know, more broken down. Simpler, yeah. simpler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are some <laughs> of the highlights and lowlights of your life? Like throughout this journey, what have been the real big highlights and lowlights? Um... The low lights, you know, you know what, below. I know this might sound weird, but I, I don't think I've experienced the lowest of the lowest of the lowest. Um, with everything, you know, uh, one of the books that I love um, is called The Prophet, right? Uh, the Prophet by Khalil Gibran. It's like a small, small book, right? It's like I'm about like thirty-seven pages. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of it now. I'll send you a picture after after our podcast. Okay. Um, and he talks about happiness. Um, and sadness, sorrow and happiness, um, you know, and he says, whenever you're happy, remember that sorrow will visit you soon. And whenever you are sorrowful, know that happiness will visit you again soon. Mm. Right. So I'm, I'm a bit of a, like, you know what? I think I'm a bit of a tree hugger. Like I said, for me, if I could live on a farm, barefoot, <laughs> hugging trees, I probably would um, excel at that. Um, so whenever like really bad shit happens. Um, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I'm experiencing it. I will be sad. I will allow myself to feel all those feelings, mm. but I'm never, I've actually, I haven't had trauma. I haven't had, and I'm so thankful for that, you know, but even when literally bad shit happens, I look at it. I'm like, you know what? I've been pretty much throughout my life, I've been the most happiest person. <laughs> you know, I look at it in average. I'm like, mm. actually on a bigger scheme of things. I'm actually quite a happy person. I'm a whole person. I feel worthy of the good things that do happen to me. So I never like completely dive and I'm like, woo, you know. Um, yeah, so the bad stuff, I really can't point out like bad, bad things. Well, obviously things that really... And get to me is when my family's not okay. So when my dad is not is, is sick because he he does get a bit of um, ill from time to time, that gets me down. But um, the stuff that happens about career, I'm I'm just like you know what. Either way, I know I will achieve what I need to achieve mm. at the end of the day. Like I really do. I I um I know it sounds weird, but I really that's how I look at my life and career. For me, that's just something that is happening. Um, but my family, my siblings, my parents, my son, of course, my husband, for me, if anything is wrong with them, then yeah, that's when my heart aches. Otherwise, when it yeah. comes to career, you messed up here. I'm like, oh shit, people mess up. <laughs> yeah. Let's learn from it. Messed up. Mm. Yeah. I've had moments when I've completely messed up, but I'm just like, oh, well, it's not going to change who I am as a person. Yeah. It's going to change the trajectory of my life. Um, happy moments, man. Again, for me, it's always been about my siblings, my parents, hubby, my ki- my child, uh, being a mom, all this frustrating sometimes. <laughs> um, when I'm able to do more for my 
parents, men, I get like super excited. Mm. Um, holidays with my family, I love those. Like literally, I would drive my skorogoro forever just so that we are able to go on holiday. For me, yeah. that's like my priority, you know. We go on holidays very often, you know. But also that's a decision that we made for ourselves that, okay, we're not going to drive certain cars, but if today we phone each other, we're like, hey, let's go to Cape Town. Literally, we can book tickets. We're not budgeting for it because we have the money for it, you know. Yes. Um, if we're saying, okay, no, we're going to go overseas, we're not still waiting for a year. Like, literally, we're like, okay, love, I think you have time in your diary. I have time in my diary. We can do that. But those are the things that we have made a decision, like a conscious decision on, on what it is we want for our lives. Um, yeah, obviously, career-wise, uh, being a published author, I mean, I never thought I'd be a published author <laughs> at the age of 31, you know, at the age of 30. I never thought. Um, but, he, yeah, and also just doing what I love. Like, literally, I wake up, my bedroom is over there, I take a shower, take my son to school, then lit- five minutes later, <laughs> I'm in my office, which is, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and that, that is lovely. For me, that's a wholesome life. That's what I actually wanted for my life. And mm. it's becoming a reality more and more and more and more as we're able to do more for ourselves, as a, we both grow in our careers, we're able to do more of these things. But we set priorities for ourselves. We know what we want and we know that we can't have it all at the same time right yeah. now. But these are our priorities and we're sticking to them. And we are living life on our own freaking terms at our own pace. Mm. Mm. Love, love that. Love that. Okay. Yeah. So um, at this time in the podcast, I ask all of my guests this question. Yes. So <clears throat> basically, I want to know if you could go back. So the reason I asked this question is because my favorite quote is, be who you needed when you were younger. You know, when you were younger, yeah. sometimes you would have needed someone or wanted to hear some words or whatever it is. Mm, and mm. I feel like if we needed that back then, there's someone today who would we need still, those words. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you could go back and talk to younger Mapalo, and I mean, younger you could be you um, five years ago, 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, you know, um, what would you say to her? Man, oh, what would I say? Like, you're okay, man. You, you, just the way you are, you are whole, you're perfect. Um, you don't need to be like everybody else. Mm. That's okay. like, let them be them. Like, truly, just you're whole. I think that's the most important thing. Just you are whole. You know, the world has not, you know, I, I know this sounds weird, but this is what I say even today. Like the world actually has nothing to offer you. You have everything to offer it. Like mm. everything here, you are, you are whole man. I don't know how best to explain it, but even in my son's room, I have things on his wall and he says, you are whole, you are worthy, you are enough. Like, man, this world, how, like you cannot be more of whatever, you know, you cannot be, um, you cannot have enough wigs. You cannot have enough perfect nails. You cannot have enough perfect makeup. You cannot have enough cars and all of those things. Come on away. Now you are whole. You are enough. Mm-hmm. You are, because as easily as the world wants to label you by those things, they can easily take them away. And if you identify with those things, 
if you don't have them or but man there's nothing like what's able to win like i'm you know there's mm. nothing i i i don't care you there is nothing you are whole you are enough okay oh i think okay. you can just protect your yes okay. man you know yeah mm. more than anywhere else yeah so that's what i would say and that's what i say to my son often that's what i say to myself very often um even to my friends i tell them all the time you know i have a very small group of friends but i tell them i send them messages i'm like yo i love you remember your whole you are enough and for me i'll never change you as a friend i appreciate what you bring into my life you know even with my sisters um that's the message i send out to my siblings and my friends all the time i do not end up a call without saying okay okay friend i love you you know like and and i mean it you know because i know what that person brings into my life so for me it's about come on man yeah for like for our listeners mapalo is like pointing at her heart every <laughs> time know, she says here yeah. like, <laughs> she's referring to her heart i realized now because i'm looking at you and i'm like wait our listeners can't see like because i love that you, <laughs> you you're physically showing it but she's literally pointing yeah. at her heart to say that you are whole yeah. right here like, in your heart yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is that is actually we should, actually, do, a, we should do a visual. We should do yeah. a visual. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is that's beautiful. That's perfect. It's, it yeah, it gets me thinking, you know, about my friends and like you're saying family. You really are enough. And it's so easy to have your identity tied up and wrapped up in Ooh, even in your career, even in your career yep. in the things that you own yep. whatever it is in your studies, you can tie so much of yourself to those things that um but then they can be taken away from you i think yeah. last week i had an episode with um Sive, who's a pilot and what yes. she said on her what she said on her podcast was that now that covid is here literally the airline industry has stopped completely Oof. and she spent her whole life mm. trying to become a pilot and and now that's she's not doing that and now yeah, she is a pilot now, and she who, who am i yeah who am I? So, what do i need what do i do yeah, you know so she yeah. said she's been spending this time on lockdown just you know unpacking that and that's what, mm, I, I love that mm. you actually say that i always love it when my my the things that my guests say tie together because you know tie you together really, yeah you know yeah. <laughs> we, are the, we are we have we are very similar in many ways just mm. that you know as a for our, because of our social construct we put up these walls or oh, no mounds different from me mm-hmm. or me. and it's all bullshit because really people want very say, similar things in life yeah. you know at the yeah. covid if you strip away all of those things we want very very similar things love peace those are the two most important things love and peace Mm. peace in your heart peace in your environment where you live in we want very similar things but you know then we first we need to look at each other's makeup our wigs our (laughs) you know am i rolling up in a german or um if you can look past all of those things then man keep it simple keep it simple and you are enough you are all you need that's that's enough absolutely ah thank you so much Mapalo. this has been amazing um how can our listeners thank keep you. up with your work and become part of your tribe um and- yay yeah become part of the tribe um i'm on instagram Mapalo Maku. i'm also on youtube Mapalo Maku, and twitter woman and finance and facebook as well it's woman and finance and you can grab my book from exclusive books yeah. um in other major bookstores nationwide Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. As always, we love to engage with all of you, so feel free to pop us an email if you have any feedback or guest recommendations on info at shebrigade.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so don't forget to tag us on your posts at SheBrigade. See you next week.